Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'eses Hashem, BPM number 8, that's Bayes Pnimi, Shir number 8 for the men. It's a famous, well-known um, story by now, by most, that when Rabari Levine's wife felt pain in her foot and he took her to the doctor, and the doctor asked why they came, and he answered that my wife's foot is hurting us. And... Um, when Darvarya, knowing, reading his biography and learning all about him, when he said that, he said a bepashtus. This is just the reality. He wasn't trying to make a point or or or, or say it because uh, you know some some pro- profound thought. It's how he mamish felt in his being that his wife was an integral part of himself. If her foot hurt hurts. It's my foot that's hurting, so my wife's foot is foot is hurting us. And in order to reach levels like that, you start off simply by sharing experiences is also a big aspect of this. And um, this Rabbi David Roseman, he talks about it, about these three levels of sharing, and we need to really practice all of them. The first level is to share your experiences, your thoughts and your feelings. And it's very rare that, you know, when a husband and wife in a regular weekday, they, they don't spend 24 hours a day with each other. And most of the waking hours are not spent, are spent separate from your wife or, for, uh, or from your husband. For example, you could leave um, work or you leave at 8 o'clock, not returning until about 7 sometimes. And if your relationship is just based on the time together, the quantity of time together, then, you know, it's more or less you're leading separate lives and you'll never become a unit. That's why it's very important to share your experiences of your day with your wife, both your interactions and your accomplishments, the positive parts of the day, and share both feelings about the day and facts so you're excited about something that you finally understood, you share that with your wife, or the joy that you had sipping on nefesh, you helped someone, you gave them good advice, tell your wife about that, or getting good advice, sharing the, your experiences with your wife and bringing her into your life that way makes her pe- feel that she's part of you. Now, there's challenges to this. One challenge is men by nature are not really in touch with their daily experiences and don't have much to share. And if you ask them five things they experienced on a given day, uh, they'll have a hard time answering. And um, and even if they're aware of an experience, they, they have trouble sharing it. Men generally have trouble sharing their feelings and thoughts more than women do. And they need to in order they need to pretty much break that trend especially with their own wives it gives a cute cute the thing from his children you know that his daughters come home at a certain point went to school at 8 came home at 1 p.m. and when they came home at 1 p.m. they would talk about what happened between 8 and 1 uh, and, and they could talk about that for hours meanwhile his son learned from 8:30 came home 5:30 and when you asked him how the day was, he answered, good. Anything exciting happened? No. And then he does his own thing. That's the difference between, um, generally speaking, and there's truth to it between the boys and girls or the husbands and wives. But the husbands have difficulty sharing. 
and it takes a deliberate mental view of the day to bring in experiences to share. And notes, by the way, this concept, by the way, we're talking to men about, is a real important concept in Ruchnius also, a spiritual tool. And Mr. Shum talks about it, that men sometimes, either because of the busyness of the day or because they don't like really being in touch with these things in, internally, um, but when you want to evaluate yourself, where you are, where you're going, um, you know, what's the purpose of life, and wh- am I in the right direction, and, and those type of thoughts, it pays to stop and reflect on that. And when you, the more you learn to do that, you'll learn to do that in all areas of life, but including the, with your, with your uh, uh, wife. And then when you have that awareness now to share those experiences, you share it with your wife. You'll assume right away your wife's not interested. What is she interested? And sometimes she'd be too very hectic, and it seems like she's not interested. But don't make such assumptions. Very often they are very interested, and they do want to share. They want you to share with them, and they want to know what's going on in your lives. And that's a way of connecting. Another way of sharing is by spontaneously calling in the middle of the day to relate something that happened in a positive way. Or, um, oh, you know, I, I, you come in and you say, oh, I need to tell you this. This is, this is very interesting that happened. This shows that you have your wife on your mind, even that you're, you're basically, you're not saying it befeirish, you're not saying it explicitly, but you're basically saying, you know, I have you in my mind through the course of the day that when something happens, I want to share it with you. Now, he makes a aura, though, when it comes to negative experiences and feelings, that you be careful before you share. There's a few reasons behind this. One he doesn't mention here, but obviously the issue with Lashon Hara. You know, when it comes to, let's say, a husband in a, has a difficult work situation at work, so then it makes sense that you could, you know, you do share with your wife about the difficulty so she is aware of what's going on. But you need to be careful not to, to avoid the Isra of Lashon Hara. And number two is, is in general, you could talk about a negative experience, especially if you think it's not going away. If, let's say, for example, if the husband, if you're in a matzav where it's a difficult situation at work and you're thinking about looking for another job, possibly, these are things you need to share and should share with your wife. But overall, what you need to try to do as well is to share more of the positive experiences than the negative because the couple's growth together needs that positive energy and when you come home always with the bad news it could sort of damper the atmosphere and you need to grow together too so it's okay as long as you avoid Lashon Hara and you're doing it with Tayelas to sometimes share things that of negative negative things that are taking place that she's aware and there could be empathy, that's also true. But make sure also to double it, triple it also with experiences that are positive, that are warm, that bring energy together of each other in a more of a simchadik way, and that helps a lot too. So that's one level of sharing that's very, very important. And of course, it goes the other way around, where when your wife is sharing this, for you to listen empathetically is a tremendous chesed, and it creates a great connection. And it doesn't make a difference whether you intrinsically have an interest or not. You develop that interest because it's my wife's life that we're talking about and her experience. What's important to her is important to me, and to listen to that, to that creates that sharing experience.
So that's level number one, that you actually share experiences and thoughts and feelings. Then there's level number two, a very a deeper level to recognize in your mind internally that your wife is a partner to your success in life, all of life. So besides sharing your daily experiences, you share with your wife how she in some way, even if it may be indirect, is responsible for your success. Uh, like Rabbi Kiva told his wife Rachel, told her that uh, what's mine is yours. What's mine is yours. Now, many husbands are surprised to hear that their wives deserves any such credit. For example, you may ask, uh, how did my wife facilitate me becoming a, success, a successful doctor? She knows nothing about medicine. Or um, the author here says she hears it a lot from Koilal people. Uh, my, my wife doesn't help me with my learning. She is not my chavrusa. She doesn't learn no gemara or anything like that. So how does, what do you mean she's helping me in my learning? And that reaction is a shallow understanding of how one becomes much, uh, uh, successful in life. For example, um, he said, very interesting, he made an experiment and he asked his Talmidim in yeshiva to list 10 people who facilitated their growth that given day. And most of them list their teachers and their harusas and the person that woke them up in the morning, you know, that dorm person that wakes them up in the morning. And then after that, they're stuck. They don't know who, who, who else added to my growth that day. I, I don't, you know. So he basically told the Talmidim, okay, let's, let's go deeper into this. I could give you a, a much more to add to this list. Number one, your parents. Even if you haven't spoken to them for a few days, you're an out-of-town yeshiva, and you, you, had no, you didn't speak to them at all. They have a major, major role in your success. First of all, paying your schadar limit. If not to them, you wouldn't be in yeshiva altogether. And knowing that you'll be speaking to them tonight or whenever you speak to them makes you feel secure, makes you feel loved, which helps you learn. The fact that you had out, even if your family and life is not perfect at home, the fact that they allowed you to be in your yeshiva in a dorm or, or the schusa being in that yeshiva, they play a major, major role in your success, in your learning. Even now, even at this moment when you didn't necessarily speak to them that day, they have that influence. Another thing you could add is the the cook. They make the lunch for you, gives you energy. And, you know, people make fun a lot about yeshiva food, but a lot of times the, in a low budget, the cook is doing the best they could with it. And very often, Baruch Hashem, yeshiva lunches, yeshiva food, uh, in, in many cases, improve tremendously. And they work very, very hard. And the Takara is a type to them, and that plays a role also in your learning. And then your roommates, too. Right? For example, if especially if they were sensitive to you, you were sleeping and they tiptoe, they're quiet, so they shouldn't wake you up. And, um, you know, if you have a roommate that wears hard heels every time you hear click, click, and they wake you up, and one person switched to rubber soles, uh, you know, to, to make sure not to do that. Another one that plays a major role in your life in those situations, anyone who said good morning to you or opened the door for you. Or gave you a big warm shalom aleichem when you entered the yeshiva building, an upbeat start to your day, also added to your success. So these people that seem to be indirectly influencing you, influences you. So you need to pay attention to that because then you will see that even though technically your wife has no connection to your 
business or no connection to your learning, quote-unquote, but they play an enormous role in your success. She makes a sandwich or, or, or prepares food for you instead of you going out to buy food. And so she's a major factor. And she comes home on after a long stressful day, you come home and your wife tries the best she can to make it a more peaceful atmosphere and tries to help around the house and takes care of the supper for you and or gives you know talks to you in a non-stressful kind of conversation calms you down helps you be effective that day her support helps you be effective so and she does this very very often more than you realize so then you get to appreciate really your wife's contribution to your hatzlacha and that is something very important to know and it's very important to think about and there's so many for example also if being in your learning or in your business your wife takes care of a lot of the responsibilities that you don't have to do. So even though Baruch Hashem, you, let's say, volunteer, you do help out with the kids, and you bathe them, and you do help them with the homework, and you do that, and that's wonderful. But your wife, too, is doing a lot of things, and everything she's doing is taking away a big oil off your head. And so it's important to express that appreciation for your wife. For example, you thank her, you know, the, how your Machshav Torah gives me Kayach to learn more. And because you make me so happy, I have Menuchas HaNefesh to be Matzliach. All these words mean and have tremendous value. And they're so important to share. Level number three, which is deeper. The first two levels is bringing your wife into your life by sharing thoughts, experiences, and feelings. And number two is by explaining how much she contributed and benefited you in your life. And this here is the other way, allowing your wife to share. We touched upon it, we mentioned it a minute, a couple of minutes ago, but we're going to emphasize it now, to allow her to share her experiences with you, her thoughts with you, her feelings with you, and not just... And you need to sometimes facilitate that, meaning don't wait until she talks to you and wants to unburden herself, but you engage her with that. You actively try to facilitate it. It's not just being a good listener. A good listener is a good start, 100%. To have a listening ear is a very good start. But your wife also needs to feel for real, because you do feel it for real internally that you take a genuine interest in her day and that you want to know what happened and then you're excited for her when things went well for her and you are upset and you feel for her when they didn't go and that you go go as as well as she wanted to. She had an upsetting day. You share that pain with her and that you're thinking of her. Sometimes this interest, by the way, comes naturally. Sometimes it takes effort. It's very important to know this because you may not be interested particularly in that subject matter that your wife's discussing. But you, and so sometimes it takes effort. There's no crime in, in, in acknowledging that. You're different personalities. But you make the effort. And then that thing that seemed trivial to you is now important to you because it's important to your wife. So here is, um, he brings an example. You come home from a long day. And your wife is extremely excited to share some news. You should have been there, she says. It was so cute. I took Avi, that's your young son, 
to buy his first pair of shoes. And she recounts how she first he first tried them on and fell over. And then how happy he was when he finally walked uh, all the way across the store. And then she described the shoes, the little brown beer on the shoes, and it's perfect. And then she says, I, 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 I just had to buy a new outfit to match the shoes. And as soon as she says this, all this, what's clicking in your head is, <laughs> what was the price? And uh, were these items on sale? And did she pay extra for that beer on the shoe? And so you weren't interested in the specifics of her actual experience. So no matter how much you're listening, so you're a good listener, you heard everything, but you, you know your mind is on the price. Uh, what did she spend at the end? The bottom line, you know. But you're a good, 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 good husband, so you don't blurt out these questions. So you you accomplish that. But she senses you don't really care at all, and that is a truly painful experience, because the more your wife tries to share, and sees you're not interested, the more she's hesitant, hesit- will hesitate to share, and eventually she'll stop altogether sharing with you, and she'll close up. And by the way, he doesn't mention it here, but this has a direct, it may seem indirect, but it's more direct than you think in wondering why she's not interested in being with you sexually in a physical intimate relationship. The correlation between something like this and that is very, very close. When she has that experience of sharing with you, you sharing with her, and now we're talking about her allowing her to share with you, but in a real way, that is crucial to get to a point of emotional closeness so that the physical intimacy should be there in a real, real way. So she'll close up because she feels, I don't want to burden you with boring stories. You find it, my, what I have to say, boring. And it's very, very uncomfortable to speak to someone who cannot wait for her to end. And, and she senses that. So, But the problem is, if she stops sharing this with you, it will become a lost cause. Mamish will become a lost cause. And that is why it's so important to break that habit, to realize whether I'm intrinsically interested or not, I will make the effort, and I will not think about other things. First of all, I'll be a good listener, and then really, really experience. Like in this case, okay, later on, that you know, after you had this experience, you want to then ask how much it cost? Or the sale, or whatever it is, you know. You know, I'm not saying you have to do that. It may not be wise, but whatever it is. But while she's experiencing that experience, you have to genuinely be happy by the fact that you're happy she bought the shoes and the outfit, and that her son, she experiences nachas with her son, with and your son, of enjoying those shoes and so on. And it has to be really, really real. And again, the more you has, the more you are blocking this, the less she'll want to share with you, and it really closes up the relationship. And this is a key, by the way, if you want to open up feelings with your wife and emotions with your wife and try to build the marriage in a real deep way, this is one of those things that you really need to practice to not just be a good listener, but to actually actively share and be interested, even if intrinsically the subject matter does not interest you. If your head is your deep thinker into learning and into business or whatever you're deep thinker in, so it's for you to switch gears and because your wife is dealing with down-to-earth 
practical, important, but seemingly mundane matters. So it's hard for you to switch, change channels and talk in that mundane way if they, it's not your, um, you know, your tunis anefesh or if it's not your uh, personality. But you have to break that and make an effort and break your personality in that sense and say, I, I don't care. Now, this mundane thing that I'm not really that interested in, Be'etzem, is now the most important thing to me because it's the most important thing to my life. So please um, think along the lines of these concepts of sharing, which are very, very important, and practice them, and you will see that your marriages will improve tremendously by simply doing this. Hatzlacha and bracha.